You mean to tell me you made a time machine out of DeLorean? Well, what else was I supposed to make it out of? A hot tub? Good point. I know. All right, old man river. It's all over, Dana. It's all over. (laughs) It's all over. I am 40 years old now. I know. Now I can officially pick on you because you're part of the club. It's a terrible club. There's a worse club, though. (laughs) We'll get into that. We'll get into that. (laughs) All right. Fair. That's fair. Hi. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Journey to the middle. We're back again. Finally. Yeah. A little bit older. A little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit, you know. What's the what's the saying? Worse for wear. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. Or wear for the worse. Yeah. Wear for the worse. Um, I I will totally take it on the nose that some of the delays recently have been on my end because I got stuck in fucking New York for two more days the weekend that we were supposed to record. Yeah, weather's been crazy here, so it's holding everything up. And yep. You know, blame blame fun. the weather. I would like to blame the like the weather people specifically, but I'll blame you know I'll blame Mother Nature instead. Sure. So yeah, they they, they have an effect on this show. They I, they do, and they don't yeah. like understand that. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's okay though. We're back. We're better yeah. than ever. We're back. <laughs> um. So the last time we were recorded, apparently you guys knew about my surprise party. Uh yeah, I knew Man. about it for weeks. <laughs> weeks. It's crazy because <laughs> I I had inklings here and there, and then like people. Man. You know, my buddy, like, took me to a different bar before we came to the bar where oh, you guys sweet. were at. Okay. And, like, we showed up at the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, t- bolts from me. He's like, I'm going to go check things out. Because we were at this bar where you do, like, tastings. You just, you know, you go up to, like, a pull tab. You get your own drink and okay. stuff. And, you know, you pay as you drink. It's kind of serve yourself. Okay. And so he's like, I'm going to go check things out. And he bolts away from me. And I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> So I'm like, I'm walking after him. I turn the corner. I see my kid in this bar. And I'm like, is that my kid? What is going on? And then I looked around. I see my family, some friends and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, here it is. There's the surprise party. You're such an ass. I, that's why I hate you men sometimes, because you can never be surprised with anything. Well, I looked at my buddy. I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, your tall, your tall friend. Yeah, Derek. Ta- that's yeah. his name. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Okay. That's I thought it was him who took you to the bar because Jen, she was really sweet. She had uh, reached out to me before and had asked um, if I could help kind of like run run the event with her on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I invi- I mean, I invited a bunch of people as well and, you know, whatever. So it was nice, though. You had a good turnout. I did. And, you know, and you, the people that did come mm-hmm. were definitely people I wanted to be there. So Aww. it was that was cool. That's people awesome. that didn't show, like a few of them reached out to me afterwards to be like, oh, sorry, I couldn't Did- make it and everything. So, okay, good. So, that was that was fine. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time. I'm glad you guys came. Yeah, I'm glad that we were able to make it I, too. Mike was telling me that he was like really nervous. Is like last time we recorded, he's like, oh, I was asking about your birthday and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I got to <laughs> shut up because apparently he knew by then already. So, <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> I was, and I put it on our whiteboard at home too because I have a, I think I've, maybe I haven't mentioned this before, uh-huh. but maybe I have. In the kitchen. But you're OCD? Yeah, I'm completely OCD. But I have a whiteboard in there with all of like our upcoming events on there. 
and like notes and shit like call the doctor or bring in Lola's pee sample to the vet you know, like whatever it is and I had it up there and so I think it was one of the last times you had come over to my place mm-hmm. to record and I was like fuck I can't have him upstairs man because I don't want to take it off the whiteboard not that I would <laughs> forget, I forget but like still it's like we like to have visibility so we know like neither one of us forgets and pl- makes plans yeah like double plans so yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good time. It was kind of weird to have, like, so I had, like, work friends there. I had friends' friends, and yeah. I had family there. So I, I was George Costanza. My worlds were colliding. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of crazy. Um, but it was cool because then, like, I got, like, a few people that knew each other or didn't know each other to talk. I'm like, you sure. guys are going to get along great. So it was kind of cool to, you know, smack some of these people together and get them to talk and, you know, get to know each other. So it was fun. You were the pinnacle of all that night, my friend. I like being the pinnacle. I mean, I know you do. Yeah, You're kind of an attention yeah. whore. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. Everybody who was there, it was great to meet everybody who was there. Yeah. It was really, really nice. And you got to meet Uncle Hank. I did who get likes to meet to Uncle Hank. And... <laughs> I love him. He was great. Your mom was great. Everybody, just like Mike and I were talking about it. It was just so much fun. And the people that we got to meet, like Jen, she's like, oh, I think you'll like my friend Kate. And Kate or Katie? Katie. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um she's like yeah i think you're gonna like my friend katie and so finally i met her and mm. we just totally started talking for like an hour yeah it was great it that's was cool. really nice that's cool. yeah so yeah. what else other than getting stuck in new york working all the working, time uh, yeah. yeah friday yeah. i had a 14 hour work day yeah that was fun um yeah it's just a lot of work stuff and i like i don't want to bitch about my job because i i really do love my job but it was just these last couple of weeks have been kind of tough yeah yeah so but we're here, we're recording again, and that's good. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I did lie. The one thing, the one thing, so while I was in New York for work, um, let me back up for a second. Mike and I are going to see Elton John a week from mm-hmm. yesterday in Milwaukee. We've got a special guest. It's fine. She's cool. She's cool. Um, <laughs> Matt's dog, Carly, is, is whining because she wants butt scratches. It's pretty cute. Because we have sponsors as dogs. <laughs> exactly. Deal with it, people. Um, but Mike and I are going to see Elton John in Milwaukee next weekend, next Saturday. And Mike, like, it's it's been one of his bucket list artists to see. And I get it because I saw Elton John back Actually, it was a year ago, last October, I saw him for his farewell tour when it came through Chicago. So we're going to Milwaukee. But then when I was in New York, I was like, I saw an advertisement on TV that he's still fucking having the tour through next April at the at the minimum. Longest tour ever. Longest fucking farewell tour yeah. ever. I'm like, bro, but you're Elton, so you can get he away with it. He doesn't want to go away. I don't, That's I, what it is. I don't blame him. I don't want him to go away at this yeah. point. But I, I bit the bullet, and I was like, fuck it. And I bought us tickets to go see Elton at uh, Madison Square Garden next year. Oh, next wow. Next April. Yeah. There's yeah. a place to see him. That's what Mike said, too. And he's like, like we were just kind of like, holy shit, like, this is going to be great. What if Billy Joel makes a guest appearance? I mean, you never know, right? right? Like, yeah. It would, it's, yeah. So we're going to figure out, you know, we'll, we'll sell organs so we can pay for, <laughs> for our hotel stay out there. Yeah. I, I don't think it's too bad. We were looking at going to New York uh, this past year, and really the the prices aren't that bad. It's not to that, stay there. It's, it's really everything not. else. That's ex- that's what I was just gonna yeah. say. Like even so, like for my work trip that I recently had, I was there for an, a full like work week, mm-hmm. and when I divvied up my expenses, my expense report, if you didn't count in the the unfortunate hotel stay that I had to fucking tack on to all of mm-hmm. this. I think my expenses would have been like seven hundred dollars, but over five days, it's not 
it's not the worst. Yeah. You, you figure that's a hundred and what, a hundred and forty bucks a day, right? Did I do mm. that math right? One, yeah, one sure. carry the two, whatever. Anyway, um, I think I did. Call me out if I didn't. But at any rate, it's still not awful for the city of New York. The the biggest expenses came when I treated uh, the gal who reports to me. I took her to dinner. We went out for sushi the one night. Got a bottle of wine, sat and talked. And, like, the food wasn't terribly expensive. Mm-hmm. It's the booze that's really expensive. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. I yeah. went out to dinner the night before with another coworker. What was the most expensive thing? The bo- Like, the $70 bottle of wine that we bought, <laughs> which only made sense, though, because per glass, it was, like, $35 per glass. 30 or $35 per glass. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Might as well get the that. bottle. Might as Gotta well get, get the, the bottle. bottle. Yeah, because you're yeah. getting a few... You're getting at least another glass out of the bottle instead mm. of like if you bought two glasses. So, yeah. So, yes, everything else in New York is hella expensive. <laughs> so speaking of Elton John, you finally saw Rocket Man, right? Oh, my God. Yes. Did you like it? I loved it. Did you notice the songs were out of order? They were totally out of <laughs> okay. order. But I, I think because it was one of the things that I commented on. I was like, wait a second. But because Elton John wanted his life fantasized and I'm doing my air quotes and yeah. he wanted it to be more of a fantasy. It added to the charm of the movie. I really think that movie is going to be a musical in a year or two uh, from now. It's funny you say it's, that. It's basically yes. a musical on screen, yes. but it's going to be in, uh, on Broadway eventually. It's That's totally going to. Yeah. Well, think of Kinky Boots. Yeah. You know, and what other? Uh, Waitress. The movie Waitress, that wasn't a musical. It had some musical elements to mm-hmm. the movie, but they turned that into a musical. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of movies that we saw, did you see the movie? I think you asked me before, and I hadn't seen it yet. The movie yesterday? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. We just watched it last night. What did you think? Um, I think it was a money grab. Okay. And it was like, all right, well, what's the what's some a good music that we could put out? Oh, let's do Beatles. Let's do a m- movie around the Beatles. <laughs> Without doing a movie around the Beatles. That's fair. I, I think it was just like a way to get money. I, that's fair. And I think it's definitely a good point. I I wasn't expecting much from the movie at all. I like Lily James, I think mm-hmm. is her name. She played Cinderella in the live action Cinderella movie. Mm-hmm. And I liked her in that. But I wasn't expecting much. And I, it was a charming little story. And It's fine. It's okay. It's, yeah. But I thought I liked it. at The Ed Sheeran element <laughs> That, that was, I hated every minute of the Ed Sheeran part of the movie. Did you really? I'm like, he's still in this movie? Get him out of this movie. I thought he was just going to have his little hey dude joke and oh, be gone. So terrible. So fucking terrible too. Yeah. And, but then he's hey still dude. in there. Yeah. And then he's in the, at the end when they're doing the concert. And, yeah. Come on and out yourself in front of all these people during my concert. That's fine. It. I think Mike and I both genuinely like enjoyed it for what it was. And the guy who did, who was the lead, mm-hmm. I have to say he did do the songs justice. He w- he was a pretty good vocalist and he was a pretty good guitar player. Yeah. Nobody will ever be the Beatles. We know that. Right. The guy who they got to play Elton John though, or Elton John, Jesus Christ, a John Lennon. John Lennon. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That part was pretty cool. Kind of drew a tear to my eye. I'm not going to lie, because I was yeah. like, God, it would be co- like just thinking about what if he was still alive at this point. Right. You know, imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. Well, right? I did that without even thinking about <laughs> yeah, it. No, you did. I'm really proud of you. too. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. So Rocket Man loved it. I can't wait to tell you about, I mean, I saw the Elton John concert last year, but I can't wait to tell you about when we go, because I know, I know Mike's going to enjoy it. 
Oh, it's going to be phenomenal, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, anyway. Any hooser. I think we should probably instead. Oh, wait. No, I lied. Um, I am going to tangent <laughs> of again. Of course you got of, something else. Of course else. I have something else. You posted it on the Facebook page this week. Uh-huh. The Tori and Jenny Garth. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. (laughs) So how did you find out? So I'll preface for those who haven't seen the post on Facebook. Um, Matt had brought it up, I don't know, a few weeks ago on one of the episodes. It might have been episode episode three or four. Um, And you mentioned that Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth were doing like a tour. Right. And... So then I will hand it to you because you posted it this week and I was pissing myself so laughing. So this is great. So <laughs> Tori and Jenny Garth are going around doing some show. It's basically like a talk show format, I found out. Oh, really? And, yeah. And so they're coming to Chicago and we were debating about going. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> um, Would have been fun for shits and gigs. It hasn't happened yet. No. So there's, you know, so these shows, are, three of them are, have been canceled because they're not selling any tickets. Oh they're like God. selling no tickets, which... <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Dana over here is like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. And yet there's shows being canceled. Chicago is almost sold out. No, it's completely sold it out completely now. Good. Now, now I don't have to. You don't have to bug me to go. Oh, I mean, you say that, but then I might look and be like, but Matt, they're only $30. Let's think about it. Right, right. But yeah, well, I think I don't remember which Milwaukee. I think someone said was sold out. So no, so Milwaukee. Um, my girlfriend, or not sold out. Yeah, canceled. my girlfriend Missy said it. So I guess I think if I'm getting it correct, one of her friends had tickets to the show, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's fucking gone from their website. So I don't know how they're <laughs> handling refunds for people who bought tickets to the shows that are canceled. By people complaining a lot. I mean, they they better refund them yeah. because. Um, I didn't realize that Tori. So, talking about Tori spelling for a second, and not, I don't want to get into the whole BH90210 thing, but just specifically the part about how her character was in such debt on the show. Mm. I honestly thought that she, that like, that that was just a hyper version for real. I didn't realize in real life, because I don't fucking follow her, that she was in such um, monetary peril. Yeah. 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 So, that's why it makes me question if people are going to get refunds, because. Oh, they have to. Oh, they fucking better. Because, yeah. well, but do you know what happened to me a few years ago? There was this show um, on A&E for years. It was called mm-hmm. Paranormal State. Okay. And I wanted to get tickets for my mom to go meet this dickbag, Ryan Buell, because they, like, they were doing something. <laughs> it didn't turn out well since he's a dickbag He's now. a total dickbag. Okay. He was coming to Chicago, so I bought tickets for me and my mom to go. I shelled out like $300. And and I think it might have been for my sister, too. I think I did it for all three of us. Now, mind you, it's before I was married to my ex, Prick. So, like, I shouldn't have been shelling out this money, Mm. but I did. The show kept, they kept saying that the date was getting moved and moved. And then all of a sudden it was canceled. And they told people, fill out this form and we'll get you your refund. It is still five years later. I am pissed off because I never fucking got a refund for it. Really? And yeah. And when I bitched on his Facebook page, when that coward came back onto Facebook. Mm. Yeah, Ryan Buell, you're a fucking coward. Um, he blocked me. <laughs> like, he blocked me from his fan page. Well, that'll take care of that. doesn't block that one. And man. I wasn't totally shitty, but I was just like, hey, yo, when am I going to get my money back, dude? You, yeah. you, like, stole money from me and thousands of other people. So, you know beware tory spelling might be like ryan buell the fuck bag i hope not for the people who bought tickets yeah that was a little bit angry i'm not trying to be angry tonight but yeah yeah good start i know really good start (laughs) you're really successful at that today dana good job 
Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, so back to the topic at hand. So really so talking I made about it to 40, but not everybody has made it to 40. <laughs> Correct? Well, well, let's let's expound on that. What do you mean everybody hasn't made it to well, 40 I'm, yet? I'm throwing it over to you. You'd be like, oh, yeah, well, like, you know, Kurt Cobain died at what age? <sighs> I see where, okay, you're being really cute and creative right now. I gotcha. (laughs) I totally missed that bone. No, okay, so to Matt's point, uh, no, Kurt Cobain didn't make it to 40. Janis Joplin didn't make it to 40 either, and neither did Jim Morrison. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Oh, shit, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He was part of that too, right? Yep. He was 27 when he died? He was 27, as well as Amy Winehouse. Oh, that's right. And I, I got a few others here. Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson. Who's Robert Johnson? Why do I know that name? Robert Johnson. Um, so he died in 1938 at the age of 27. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's making little devil horns at me. Uh, blues singer and guitarist. Okay. Who was really rediscovered in like the 60s for his music, um, uh, even though he died back in the years 30s. Years and years ago. So okay. yeah, another one, another one of the 27 Club. No kidding. Yeah. Really interesting guy if you look into him. Yeah. Because like, there was like, um, he was allegedly poisoned by like a lover's boyfriend, and that's oh, how he died my. allegedly. And um, wow. And so like legend also legend has it that he sold his soul to the devil for his talent. Like but a this was always also back in the '30s and weird times. Like a voodoo kind of there thing. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well. I guess like that kind of prefaces what we're talking about this week. We're going to be talking about dead rock stars. Well, and uh, on top of that, the 27 club and the 27 club yeah, for sure. So. Cause it's definitely a layer in there. Right. Like, well there, cause there's that, uh, there's that painting of the 27 club. Have you ever seen that before? I don't think I have. Um, I know people, I'll have to find the, I'll have to post it to the Facebook page. Um, but I'm going to, if I can quickly find it, um, I'm going to pull it up to show you because I had seen this a long, long time ago. Uh, I don't, this is not, this is the one. Okay. I was like, I know I can see it in my head because it looked like, um, what the hell is the name of the artist? The one that made all the drippy stuff. The drippy stuff. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mike. Oh. Dolly. Yes. So it looked like a Dolly here. You can kind of. Yeah. I'm going to turn my computer toward you so you can sort of see it. Somebody I knew a long time ago had this poster. Okay. But it's only got Kurt Cobain. Um, yeah, you're going to have to Hendrix. post that so everybody can see what you're talking about. I'm totally going to have to post yeah. it. It's got Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, uh, Janis Joplin, and uh, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. It's really fucking cool. But that's, yeah, that's what, so that's gotta, what I think about. But they like got to add said, Amy Winehouse to that? Yeah, exactly. So okay. now there's more. And clearly, on my, my two-second Google search to find that, there are tons more obviously now because mm. people have been added to that. But yeah. Um, so yeah. So the 27 club, do we think that it's like a curse? I don't know if it's a curse, some of these people? but it's interesting because if you look at like Amy Winehouse, for instance, mm-hmm. how long was her career really? Will you figure what, what was the year that she died again? Two, uh, 2011. Was it 2011? So that was two years after I saw her. I saw her at Lollapalooza in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was fucked up that day, too. Like, she ended oh, yeah. her set by throwing down the mic and just basically, like, flipping off the audience and walking right. off. I um, mean, she had, what were the, so she had rehab? Frank, um, I feel like, was a big one. 
um what was that valerie valerie yep um and then what else i mean there were there were quite a those few. are the only ones i know there that's where i stopped with amy winehouse that's why i'm asking the question that i'm going to ask mm-hmm. is was she more put on a pedestal after she died or because she died kirk cobain too yeah, i mean sure. he he did yes he brought a lot to grunge music mm-hmm. put it on the forefront put it on the map sure but how many albums were there well, you figure what it was four. There was two two studio albums, the Unplugged. There was Incesticide. There three, was Bleach. Three, three albums, and then the Incesticide, Bleach. Never mind. Um, never mind. Uh, what Utero. was the one with, in Utero? And then wasn't so four. Uh, and then the Unplugged. And then the Unplugged. Um, so it was I think yeah four studio albums then right, yeah. and then a live one. I mean. I think I think it's an excellent question to ask. So, like Amy Winehouse, did you watch the documentary or the movie? I about never her? went back to. I wasn't. <sighs> I never really got into Amy Winehouse. Um, I mean, I the songs were fine. They weren't like great for me, so okay. I never really followed her much. Even if you're not a fan, I think it's an interesting watch. It was it was completely heartbreaking too because she, um, she had been going at it and like started her career fairly young. I mean, obviously she was mm-hmm. 27 when she passed away. Um, but it's interesting to see like her rise to fame and kind of the road that got her there, because my opinion, um, I, yeah, I think dying that young, I definitely think it kind of skyrockets, quote unquote, again, your fame, your legend status, so to speak. Totally. And people put you on a little bit more of a pedestal because then, then people tend to ask that question. Well, what if, what if they would have. Cont- what if they were still alive? Well, that's the thing, I think, especially with Amy Winehouse, is just that everyone's what if is like, well, she was a genius. And I think she was. I think she was extremely talented. So. I think so. But th- think about Janis Joplin, too, and I'm a mm-hmm. huge Janis Joplin fan. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing, too. Yeah. But she, obviously, like, the one thread of all of these people is is drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It, like, severe addictions, too. Right. You know, um, especially Janis Joplin, like when you read about her life and just how much she fucking actually drank and all of this stuff, it's it's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these people, too, that I, I don't want to get too deep into like the psychological stuff. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of these people, too, had fucked up upbringings and, you know, things well, like that, too. And like Cobain, just dealing with fame. That, yes, that was that was him. He was just like he didn't like it. Right. He never really wanted to be on the forefront. You know, and what happens? Courtney you know? Love forced him and she killed him. No, I'm kidding. Well, come on now. <laughs> I mean, I think my opinion, everybody always says, oh, he didn't like fame. He had to like it to some extent to be to continue doing what he was doing. I do believe that he was an introvert. Mm-hmm. I do believe that he had like some, you know, whatever issues. But I at the same time, too. As a musician, as a rock star, you get into that status and you're fucking kicking ass. I'm sure it's very difficult to deal with those changes, but you still like it to some extent. Well, their right? rise, I mean, Nirvana's rise was just so meteoric. Quick. I mean, all they're playing, you know, shitty clubs or whatever, and all of a sudden right. they're playing stadiums. Right. So that's and that's a great point to make for sure. Like that, I think that's a huge adjustment. But then you look at people like Dave Grohl, and I'm sure it probably messed with his head a little bit, but. Look at where he is today. You know what I mean? Like, you see that he's still, yeah. he's got a whole different career, obviously, now. Right. But, yeah. No, that, I mean, that's true. But um, I, I guess some people deal with it better. I don't know. Yeah. Some people are made for it and some people are not. Yeah. And the really damaged ones are 
not they just maybe right you know yeah could be mental illness part of it right. right like yeah it's just it's it's an interesting topic i think to dive into for sure for the 27 club specifically mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting one but we don't want to focus the whole episode on that not, no we don't have to do that <laughs> um I'm so, glad you brought it up, though. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> talked about it before, but whatever. Yeah. We did. You know, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dead Rockstar is basically the topic here, so like, we could get right into it. Sure. Yeah, I think um, – and I think it makes sense to kind of be relevant within like the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, – Kind of just because, as per usual, I didn't really do a whole lot of research. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we got to mention the ones we we recently had a bunch of guys just pass. I know. But it it reminds me of like the year 2016, same kind of fucking thing when that stuff happened, though, too. And like just people were just, I know this is going to sound awful and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but people were like dropping like flies. Yeah. And that's kind of what brought the idea for this episode up is all of a sudden, you know, these guys were passing and. Um, so who who did we have recently? We had Rico Kasich. Yep, Eddie Money. Eddie Money. Um, let's see the uh, Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker, the drummer from Cream. Yep. Um, I'm trying to see who else. I think the the other one that we posted on our Facebook was it uh, Sid Haig? Is it? I'm yes, not sure. I'll say mo- his name. Right. He, so he's not a musician. He he's is actor, the movie right? guy. Yep, the yeah. actor. I think he was like eighty something. Yeah. Um, I mean there were there, Jesus. There were a lot of. Dr. John passed away earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of of people. Doris Day died this year. Oh, I think I missed that one. Yeah, she died in May. I remember when that happened. There's ju- there's been Nipsey Nipsey Hustle. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That that uh, rap guy because he died. <laughs> the rap guy. That rap guy. <laughs> that rap guy's girlfriend. Um, Peter Tork when he died earlier this year from the monkeys. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, there, I mean, this list and it's so sad, but so long James Ingram. Yeah. And, and the thing too is, so like, as, as I'm looking through and I, and I did do a little bit of prep work. Um, but as I was, I know, right. Thank you. Golf clap. Um, but as I was looking through the lists, I, I think because it, it, this might sound like so shitty to say, but because these people are so much older than us, I don't think of them that way. I never have. Mm-hmm because I just always appreciate their music. But then when I look at them, I'm like, wow, like you did have a good run. You were, yeah. you know, such and such years old, but it's still fucking sad. Well, then the Rolling Stones are still touring. Right. You know? <laughs> right. The walking skeletons. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible the amount of people that we've lost, but, but yeah, I mean, there was, there was a ton, a ton mm-hmm. of people over the last few years. You know what? Just mentioning Rolling Stones real quick. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Jones, one of the, Founding members of Rolling Stones was part of the Twenty Seven Club as well. Was he really? Yeah, I didn't know. I that. didn't know that either. I, when I was looking this stuff up, I'm like, oh, really? I didn't. Okay. So then it's like making me a question: Was Cliff Burton from Metallica? Was he? No, I don't think so. Mm. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting club to be a part of, right? <laughs> Not <laughs> to be really. a part of. Yeah, that's the club. I want to be part <laughs> of the club. Kana, stop being an asshole. Okay, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> You were going to be nice today. I was trying. I'm just going to blame it on, you know, crabbiness from work week. Sure. Um, but yeah, so at any rate, um, yeah. going back to it. So the list of people over, and this sounds so awful, but looking over the last five years of the list of people, like there's so many people that I don't know of. There's so many people that were um, 
producers or record, you know, record mm-hmm. executives that have also passed away. But yeah, the, the list for me most notably over the last year was Aretha Franklin. That was like mm. devastating to me. I love, still love Aretha Franklin and her music and her contribution to to music. Period. Yeah. Um, that was just such a. It was a bummer, and I and I feel like we kind of knew it was coming for a while because she had been sick for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she wasn't performing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that's one, like one of my biggest losses over the last year. Yeah. So you know, let me tell you, like my favorite Aretha Franklin thing. Yeah. Is um, her scene in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> I love when it. she performs "Think." Yes. Oh my god, I love yes. that. It's so much fun. Yes. She's just she. She was just such an incredible talent. And I got into her when I was pretty young. So um, I just and I remember her from the 80s because so I got into her very young because she did a duet with George Michael. I knew, you of course, George Michael. Yeah. But like because I was such a a fan of Wham. And then when he teamed up with her, I was like, you know, I was a kid at the time. But I'm like, who's this Aretha Franklin character? She can sing. And then, you know, then um, what was the song from the 80s? Pink Cadillac, I think. Um, and then the who's zoom and who I actually own that album now. Cause I bought it like, a few, like last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she just, I, then I, when I was super young, I developed an appreciation for her talent. And mm-hmm. then as I got older, I started getting into her like older stuff from the sixties and seventies. And I just, it still breaks my heart. She can sing. She, oh, yeah. Amazing talent. Amazing talent. Yeah. I want to see them like the bio doc that they have coming out about her. It's called amazing oh, grace. Yeah. I don't think it's about her whole life, but it definitely like okay. focused on um, potentially just her time, like with the gospel and like the gospel choir and stuff yeah. like that. But that'd be interesting to watch. Just, I mean, yeah. just her span of music over all that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is on Hulu. No, it's on no, Hulu. It's cool. Yeah. Mike is, it's all good, baby. Mike <laughs> is telling us um, that it's on Hulu. So something nice. to watch for sure. Yeah. If you get, Hulu, yeah, I'll have to go find that yeah, now. I got Hulu. Amazing grace. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. (laughs) So what about you? Are there like anybody, not even just the last year, but anybody specifically the last five years that really. Oh, absolutely. There's one. You know who I'm going to talk about. Yeah. That's why I want you to talk. I got to talk about Tom Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Passed away. um, So the anniversary just passed. It was actually the day after my birthday. So October 2nd, 2017 is when he passed. Um and he was born uh, October twentieth, nineteen fifty. So he he had a long career. Yeah. Um. And he, you know, just Tom Petty's just one of my favorites. My next tattoo is based around Tom Petty. I love that. Yeah. So uh, once that's done, I'll throw it up there. Totally. On the, on the Facebook. But um. Yeah. So he started out with Mud Crutch. Um. Yeah. You looked at me like Mud Crutch. No, I kind of tilted my head. Yeah. What's what's I. That not... was like that was his first band where okay. he met some of the heartbreakers. Okay. Um, that was 1976. Okay. Um, and then that eventually evolved into uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers after changes and moves oh, around and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Um, but he was also part of uh, the Traveling Wilburys. Yes. Oh, so, I love that project so much. Yeah. So what? George Harrison, Roy Orbison, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynne, and then Petty. Yes. And you know what's funny about that is I didn't really hear about the Wilburys until much later. Really? Yeah. I, I had no idea. And then I ran across it just, you know, because I was listening to Petty. And I'm yeah. like, wait, what's this? What the, who is this guy? Like, what's going on? Ouch. And I see all the, the lineup. I'm like, holy crap. What was the like one hit that came out of that album? Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to remember because I remember the music video because it was from like the late 80s, right? Yeah. So they were 
I remember the music video too because it was like they were sitting around in a house, yes. just singing. And this was after I think Orbson passed. I it had to have been. And they, I, they had him like somehow superimposed in the background yes. or something like that. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now. Traveling Wilbury's songs. Let's see, because I, um, wow, uh, there was apparently a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? I would have to dig into that uh, just yeah, a I little can't bit remember more. Right I, I can't remember, but I definitely like. I remember the video. Um, actually, no, the the one video that I'm looking at right now for handle handle with care, Roy Orbison is present. He mm-hmm. is there with them because he was with them when they recorded the album mm-hmm. and everything. But he passed after I, before or after it came out. I, don't oh, remember. I love I love Roy Orbison. Anyway, but another another day. Another amazing talent. Yeah. though. but back back to your Tom Petty. So, anyways, yeah. So, um, my favorite album from Crowley Petty is probably Wildflowers. Okay. If you listen, that's going to be part of the tattoo. It's going to be some wildflowers. I Hopefully, love it. as long as it doesn't look too girly or nothing. But, <laughs> um, I don't think it will. I think you're fine. Yeah. And this is probably also an announcement to my mom who listens to the podcast too that I am getting another tattoo. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I have a little bit of an. She's influence. learned to deal no, with I'm it. <laughs> She's learned to deal with it somehow. I don't know. Um, I get it. Uh, but you know what? So interesting thing about Wildflowers, it was produced by Rick Rubin. I don't remember think we I talked knew about that. Rick Rubin. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that I knew that that was produced by him. Yeah. He, he just has his hand on so many different things. It's all over the place. I love it though. Uh, but Wildflowers is a great album because, like, I think the first five or so tracks are just phenomenal. They're all singles. That's um, what I thought. Okay. Like you wreck me, obviously Wildflowers. Um, For sure. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head, but yeah, that's, it's a fantastic album. Probably one of his best. And that was like 1994 and his career goes back to 76. To, yeah. 76. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm Rolodexing back into my head. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the seventies when he first came around. Cause yeah. what, uh, American girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's cause like when I, uh, another friend of mine's a really big fan of Petty. Okay. And, we were talking about when we first got to know each other. I'm like, oh, what's your favorite album? He's like, oh, I don't know. Probably this album or whatever. And I'm like, he's like, what's your favorite one? And just to fuck with him, I'm like, the greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, shut up and just start walking away from me. <laughs> See, now I would be offended. Like if somebody said that to me about the cure and I'm like, you're an asshole. And I would have to walk away. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah. but the, on, on top of that, though, the greatest hits album did have um Mary Jane's Last Dance, which was a new song. So oh, you, you had to buy the greatest hits just to get that song, which is one of my favorites. I didn't realize that it was on that, that it wasn't on yeah, like one of the was, albums. It was part of, so Petty didn't want to put out a greatest hits album. Oh, um, and he was kind of forced it. into it by Warner Brothers. And um, Mary Jane's Last Dance, I believe, was like he was partially writing it already. Okay. He's like, well, if we're going to do it, I want the, there was two songs that he put on it. He's like, I, these songs have to be on it. Okay. So Mary Jane's Last Dance, which was one of my favorites, is on that album. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. now I know why it's one of your favorite albums. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he played the Super Bowl, which is one of my favorite Super Bowl performances yeah. in 2008. Yeah. Um, Prince, also a great Super Bowl. Bruno Mars, also a great Super Bowl. Petty's, like, I, a well, little you biased. Have, totally. You have such yeah. an affinity, which I get. Yeah. Um, another little factoid about Petty. Okay. Is that he is the voice of, uh, what's his name? Lucky Kleinschmidt on King of the Hill. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. him? Yeah, that's him. I when I remember when I watched it, I'm like, 
that sounds a lot like Petty. Is this character just based around Petty? And when I looked into it, I'm like, yeah, no, Get that is actually Petty doing that voice. Town. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that's really cool. So I, I don't know, Petty's awesome. Yeah. Cool it was guy. what did he pass from again? Uh mix of drugs, like everybody else. Wasn't it but it wasn't like it wasn't because he was an addict per se, no, but like he so, had pain or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like he was taking he was taking like painkillers and stuff like that just mm-hmm. from touring because he was still touring at the time. Yeah. Um, I saw him in uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of ninety nine. Okay. Is when I saw him, and I mean that was already he was pretty old by then too. And I was like when I went to that show, I sure. was like I wonder how well he's gonna do. Um, but it was an amazing show. Yeah. You know, and it's like there's so many hits and so many so called like anthem songs. It's like right. so much fun just to sit there and watch and sing along. I wish um, I would have gotten the chance to see him in concert. Yeah. I wanted to see him. So it was like right before he passed, he at came and was Field. touring. Um, yeah, he was doing that. And he also did Summerfest at the same time. Oh. And he was touring with Stapleton at the same time, too. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to go to the show. And one of my friends was selling tickets and I ended up not going. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, so I wish I had gone to that last one, but I didn't. For sure. But, um, so he he died. It was a mix of like fentanyl, oxycodone, and some opioids. Okay. So. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I I knew it wasn't natural causes per se. Yeah, it was, but I this is remember. a mix of shit. You know, you <sighs> add fentanyl and anything, it starts to become a problem. Well, that's the. It's if it's not managed well. Well, and I was I was watching. Um, Lisa Ling has this show on CNN called This Is Life. She talked about. Um, mm. Like a that's lot a great of the, show. Oh, it's a fantastic show. And they were, they, she was talking, it wasn't fentanyl per se, but it was like other drugs in like the opioid category too, or like other categories and, ha- you mm-hmm. know, the levels of addiction, et cetera. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's really, it's heartbreaking. I'm, I'm not like a medical person or anything, but fentanyl is just fucked up shit. Uh, yeah. And if you go, there's an episode of Patriot Act. Have you seen Patriot Act Mm-mm. with Hassan Minaj? No. Um, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but. Related to <laughs> Nikki? No. Come on. He's a comedian. He's hilarious. But he's got a show called Patriot Act on Netflix, and he does an episode about fentanyl. Okay. And, you know, so drug companies, as fentanyl is getting a bad rap, they're starting to develop another more powerful painkiller. But it's basically fentanyl. It's just stronger. And that's oh. what they keep doing. And then they're prescribing it, over-prescribing it. It's just becoming a problem. But that's a political, medical debate for another time. Well, totally. Yeah. And, it, and, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. We, we'll just shelve that for now, for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> there's so much more that we could talk about on that. Yeah, but Petty's cool. Cause I, I think one of the coolest things, and I watched um, his Running Down with a Dream documentary. Oh, okay. It's like four hours long. So I had to watch it and break it up. Wow. But there's so many like old, great concert footage uh-huh. that I've never seen before in this documentary. Oh, see, I appreciate that. Oh, it was so cool to watch. Um, but they talked about like, this whole battle with like the record companies about the price of his album. Really? Because like at the time, I don't what, I don't remember what album it was, but he had a legal dispute with the record company because they wanted to put out his album for nine ninety eight when every album was selling 999. for $8.98. Oh. And he's like, no, you're charging more for a dollar more. And he had a whole dispute with the record company, which in turn ended up getting him to a different record company in the end. No shit. Because, yeah, they couldn't really. He was with MCA, and then he ended up with uh, Warner Brothers later uh, on. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Wow. But that, that, I mean, he, like, fought the record companies just because of the price of the his album. Well, because he didn't want to screw over his fans. Because he, yeah. he totally sees it. Like, he, get, he clearly understood, even from mm-hmm. a consumer standpoint. Like, why is that fair? Why? Like, yeah. I get it. Maybe I'm a bigger name than some of those people, but then 
price everything accordingly. Yeah, it was like they were kind of like like I think they called it like the a uh, superstar premium or something mm-hmm. like that. You know. Yeah. So. But okay. check it if you get the chance to check out the documentary "Running Down a Dream." Is it on Netflix? Um, it's I think it's on Amazon now. It was on Netflix for a while, oh. and I think they took it off. So I think it's on Amazon now. Running, Mike's gonna check yeah. <laughs> right now. Amazon like, or I Hulu, see one of the two. But okay. yeah, I watched it when it was still on Netflix. But it's like a four-hour thing, so break it up. I would totally <laughs> be interested in watching that though, because yeah. like. Like, the concert footage alone is just awesome. See, that's the stuff that I appreciate, though. Like, when yeah. you can see that old footage. Um, it was almost like they had social media back then where they're, like, recording everything. It's great. Well, it's interesting. This That's kind of a good segue to, like, um, the artist that I'm going to talk about next. Yeah, I'm breaking my rule going outside of, like, the five years just because that's fine. I think you'll agree with me when I talk about this person. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we just – Mike and I just finished – there was a Ken Burns documentary that was on uh, – PBS. Okay. And it was called Country Music. And it was it's literally it's okay. 16 hours long, but they broke it up into 2 hour. In my head I'm trying pieces. to think of who you're talking about. I think I might know, but go ahead. So not Mr. Burns, Ken Burns. Um but <laughs> I <know> Ken Burns. <laughs> but he did this documentary about country music and it was uh-huh. amazing because it chronicled it from it was just released, but it chronicled it from like the beginning of the ni- of the 1900s through 96. But he still pulled in stuff from like the early 2000s and like mm-hmm. weaved that on the very last episode. But he really just kind of stopped with with 96. Fucking phenomenal. It was such a good watch. And it was really interesting to find out some of the history about the Ryman Auditorium and mm-hmm. the Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. And just and I as I've, you know, over the last 20 some years, I've come to appreciate country music a whole lot more than I did when I was a kid. So Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Okay passed in 2003 but he was prominently featured in this documentary and i I think probably babe like starting episode four or five i think is when they started talking about him so it was pretty like he was a pretty common theme pretty common theme throughout the rest of it because he was married to june carter cash and she was part of the carter like the carter family and like Uh They were the Jay Z and yeah, that, that, exactly. Um, they were very influential. The the Carter family themselves were very influential in the country music industry period because yeah. like they just were like when they. I'm not going to get all of the details 100 percent correct, but like basically when they started out, of course, like June and her sisters, they were little kids, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it had originally started out with June Carter's mom and uh, Maybell Carter, who was who was uh, the sister of june carter's mom her name is escaping me right now um and then there i think it was june carter's dad who was also part of that original group then it broke off where maybell went with the daughters and started like touring with them and stuff and johnny cash fell in love with her you know when he was younger didn't he like he saw her singing right wasn't so he so he um like obviously he he started loving her when he started hearing her on the radio as a kid um loved her music loved you know loved her voice whatever um as he got older and once he started his music career then they went on tour at one point together and i can't remember i'm not going to get all of the details 100 mm-hmm. percent correct as far as years and stuff but then they started touring together and he really like fell in love with her but he was still married to his to his wife um and so after I don't know how many years it was, he, you know, he was also addicted to drugs and, mm-hmm. and booze and all of this stuff. 
he wound up leaving his wife and then he and June could finally be together. Yeah. And then they were together. Until, I remember that from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they were together. <laughs> I figured, yeah, that's like the context. But then they were together until his death. Well, her death, really, because she passed away first in 2003. And then it was a couple months later when he died. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and it was now he passed from complications of diabetes. She passed because there was some issue with like heart valve surgery that she was having and like she died from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was not haha funny, but Mike and I were talking after the doc was over and we were discussing like the Johnny Cash the American recordings, I think is what it was called. Um, I don't think either one of us realized cuz he got that's when he really got his resurgence was in the mid 90s. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought that the American recordings happened right before his death, but that was just one of the volumes right. of it. Yeah. yeah and then, of, a four, like four of them? Um, I, I think many. it was like four of them. Yeah. yeah. And um, he, the, the video for Hurt, I don't, if I had seen it before, it had been years before, but so Mike and I watched it the other night. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, Johnny Cash, he was only 71 when he passed away. Yeah. So he's still pretty young. He, he kind of looked like he was 71 for much of his life. That's, what, that's kind of what I said to Mike, though, like too. He, had, he, yeah. lived, he lived a hard life. And, I mean, and drugs and alcohol will completely do yeah. that to you. Yeah. And, like, the video for Hurt, he looks like just this frail old man. He looks like he's in, like, we both agreed that well, we would have pegged him. Well, it's part of it because it, like it, it was all dark, right? It was, and it was it, just him. So it was mostly him in the video. So it was, and I didn't, because I hadn't seen the video in so long, it was in the what's it called, babe? The the Cash Museum or House of Cash. House of Cash. So it was an actual museum of mm-hmm. all shit like Johnny Cash and I'm sure June June Carter Cash too, but it was abandoned. Yeah. Because like I guess I don't know the whole story behind it, but my guess is that they weren't turning a profit on it, so it was closed. But that's where they filmed the video. Okay. And then she was in the video, and when Mike Mike told me about it before I watched it, like. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, God, that is fucking heartbreaking. She's standing on a staircase behind him watching him sing Is that the in song. the video like it shows her? It's oh, in okay. the video, yeah. I remember that. All yeah. Right. It's, I'm guessing, like me, you hadn't seen it in a long time either. Yeah. But it is very, like, dark colors and stuff throughout the whole video. But he looks just like this frail mid-80s aged man. It Which just adds to the really, emotion of the song, really. That's exactly, you know? that's exactly yeah. it. Because I think... And correct me if I'm wrong, babe. Wasn't it? Wasn't the video released posthumously? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't recall. So whoever out there, correct me on that. I thought, or maybe it was the album that mm-hmm. was released after he passed away. Um, but he had such an influence. We, when we were watching the documentary, what I did not realize is that um, his career kind of waned in, like, the 80s. Like, Mm -hmm. just people, he got dropped from Columbia Records, and that was a huge deal. People were really pissed off about, like, Columbia dropping Johnny Cash. But I guess because his records, they just weren't selling anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, this is is before a lot of the major changes happened within the record industry, but still. So they dropped him in the 80s. I feel like it was mid-80s at some point. For some reason, the year 86 or 87 sticks in my head. But he he wasn't really doing a whole lot. I mean, I'm sure he was still writing, but he actually wound up. uh, Well, there was disco going on. So in the (laughs) mid 80s. 
Well, okay, maybe not then. <laughs> no, maybe not then. But, but they were coming out of it. But they, I, yeah, sure. I don't think there was a place for cash for a while. I think, I think yeah, yeah, and I think that that's part of it too. But then you had all these other country music stars like the Judds, and you had um, wow. Ricky Skaggs, and you had all those other people <laughs> that were kind of up and coming. Yeah. During the eighties, it was like a different evolution of the country music industry at that Shania time. Shania Twain, or the nineties. She 90s. was nineties. Yeah, yeah, she was like ninety five or ninety six. <laughs> I want to say. Um, but yeah, so he he's he did some stuff. I think he toured with Roseanne Cash for a little bit, who was his daughter. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it just it Johnny Cash. He was just so influential. Just like you know, the Man in Black. You know, yeah. you know, Folsom Prison Blue. You know, like you just he still leaves his legacy and his mark on things today, and people still talk about him. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that. I that was a hundred percent like and it was just so fresh in my head too from when we watched the documentary. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Ken Burns. So I I know Ken Burns. He did the Vietnam documentary, right? Is yes. That the one. Yeah. Yes. He's. So I'm sure it's a phenomenal. Oh, it's amazing. If if you I don't know who um I don't know if you have like full cable or whatever, but you can stream it because they have yeah. it on uh WTTW is where you know PBS. Yeah. But, um, they had it on demand. Yeah. So it's definitely worth a watch. And it's, again, it's just another genre of music to find out the roots of. Mm-hmm. Really fucking cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. So. So I, I'm going to jump music genres here quite a bit. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. And we're going to talk about someone who did not even have a name for a while. Okay. All right. Prince. Uh, yep. Got to talk about Prince. Yep. Um. So Prince, Prince, I think, is kind of my brother because his name was Prince Rogers Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are like very closely related. Very close, and we're both weird as fuck. <laughs> I, I, th- okay, I'll give you that. No. <laughs> Prince is a weird guy. Um, I just actually I saw something today that just had him like in doing interviews where he barely answers questions. Oh, he was an asshole like, like the, that. Yeah, like the Chappelle stuff. Yeah, like those are based off of true stories. It's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I talked about Kevin Smith before, and um, I saw Kevin Smith do uh, interview with Kevin Smith in the area here. But then, like, some of the other ones that he's recorded where he's talked about his interactions with Prince. Really? Because, like, Prince had him come and do, like, film a video. But the video never made it to to TV or whatever. Never made it to light. They're just really? in his vault somewhere. And uh, Kevin Smith just talks about, like, how weird it was to work for Prince. Because, like, he would call at the drop of a hat and be like, come do this, come do that. And then, oh like, in the middle of the night and everything. And he's like, he was a really nice guy, but he was, like, so weird to work with. It's because you figure it's like one of those creative genius things, though, like where that shit like I know you like and I know you lovingly pick on me and call me OCD. But like that's like that's what it reminds me of, just like where you're popping that shit in the middle of the night and you have to call somebody to talk to them about it. Yeah. But he has so much music and stuff, movies and videos or whatever vaulted that like are probably going to come start coming out soon because I think, you know, some of that stuff has made it to. Uh, family now where they're going to be putting it out okay i'm I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of it coming out sure but yeah so he died uh when was it 2016 wasn't it april 2016 yeah i didn't write it down 2016 i think it was let me look because i've got it up here i feel like it was like on or not on my birthday but around that time yeah Uh, yeah it was three days before my birthday it was april 21st yeah yeah so he started um his career started like at age 17 he signed with warner brothers yeah and that's insane to me because I, I didn't even realize that. Have you watched some of his early like footage, like the videos and stuff? It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird for sure. Um, 
but yeah and just the, just the influence he's had on music and just like people he's discovered yeah. Sheena Easton yes um, we talked about the family a little bit before uh, uh-huh um and like the the revolution yeah that was his band he eventually just started calling the revolution but yeah um and wasn't it three power generation so then new the power other one, generation. new power generation yeah. thank you yes yeah. so yeah because he had a couple iterations of bands yeah he had a couple he just kept putting people out <laughs> i mean he did yeah yeah <laughs> um but he he like had a contract dispute because of the when he changed his that's why he ended up changing his name and they called the love symbol i didn't know what they called it before is that what it's it, called it's called the love symbol okay. it was just that like you know and then he had the guitar that was shaped the same way yeah um the artist i just remember mtv interviews i'm sorry to interrupt but like the artist formerly known as prince and i'm like you're still fucking saying his name dude like you're well what are you gonna do it. here's this guy <laughs> to my left that looks like prince right we don't know what to call him anymore <laughs> Sorry, but he, he did all that just to get out of his contract. Yeah. Because he just like, I'll just pump out a few albums. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to put my name on it. And um, I don't even know if like he, well, I think he may have lost like the rights to a bunch of masters from back then too. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. That would make sense though uh, from a dispute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so that was like 94, he released five albums between 94 and 96. Was it that many? Yeah, five to get out of the contract. Oh, okay. Just, just pumping shit out. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he had, because he had his own studio, so I'm sure he just recorded all this stuff. Sure. Just like, all right, well, here's all this crap. Right. You know? <laughs> um, then he signed with Arista in uh, 90, uh, 94. Oh. With them. And then his last, I guess his last album was released on Tidal, like a, just a streaming in, in 15. Oh yeah, I remember that album because it was just like a big close up of, of his face yeah. with the sunglasses on, and like, I he vaguely had the... remember that. But yeah, it, it was a pretty good album. I, I listened to it. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so his his mom was a jazz singer. I didn't know that. And his dad was a pianist and songwriter. So that's where his like musical talent came from. Wow. Um. Oh, and his dad's stage name was Prince Rogers. That's so. That's where. That's where his name came from. He was named after his dad's stage name. Interesting. That's crazy. I honestly, I didn't, I don't think that I realized for so long. I mean, obviously I know it now that his real name was Prince. Yeah. I did. I, I thought it was just a stage name. So that's, yeah, that's I cool. His, I saw something that said um, his, his parents are, so, I think it was his parents used to call him Skipper. Oh, Skipper. That's so fucking different <laughs> you, than you Prince. Imagine? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, God. Let's get stranger no. than Prince. Come here, Skipper. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Skipper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I, I also found this out too that like you know the parental advisory sticker that started coming on like when we were in our teenagers. It was like nineties, right? Tipper Gore, eighties, like nineties, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was when so Tipper Gore heard her daughter listening to Darling Nikki. Yes. Oh, yes, that's and right. So then that then came the parental advisory stickers that's on everything, right. and then Two Life grew, and like. <laughs> <laughs> God, I remember that. Oh, good the good old days. <laughs> I remember that because I, all of a sudden I couldn't buy something at the Same. record store. My mom's I'm like, go like, to the flip side and be like, this yeah. is, can I see your ID? I'm like, for what? Right, exactly. What are you talking about? I'm not going to go peddle this to children. Let me yeah. have my fucking CD. I know a lot of people used to like fold the, the booklet so you couldn't see the parental advisory sticker. So then mm. their parents were like looking at seeing what their kids are listening to. Oh, really? They didn't see the parental advisory. They just fold it so it wasn't on the outside of the box. I feel like the first, I'm and I'm to, just talking about this really quick. I feel like the first album that I owned that had parental advisory was Madonna's Erotica. 
Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I'm sure so. for me it was some rap album. I'm I'm positive yeah. for you it was. <laughs> I remember I tried to buy the Two Life Crew album, and they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I found someone else to like record it on a cassette for me. <laughs> That's the way we did it back then. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. We used to record stuff right off the radio. Yes, you know? I used to do that too. I have stop my talking little... during the song. Uh, yes, I had my little mixtapes of everything. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how we did it back in the day. Nice. Now, mm. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we were talking about like influences. Like, so I said Sheila E. Or I didn't say Sheila E. Um, Sheila no, e I was, was going to say Sheila that, E. Yeah. yeah. Um, Janelle Monet actually he discovered her really I love Janelle Monet. I love her too she is phenomenal and she's a great actress on top of it yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah um so Sheena Easton Carmen Electra I don't know what really? kind of talent she is really um, she was like on MTV and they, shit I, right I, I, yeah they I think they dated for a while that would make sense and she had a music career I don't know I, I never she heard any did? Of the songs. yeah I'm sure they sucked ass I'm sure they did too but, but now now we have to like people on the Facebooks and the interwebs <laughs> find this and, and send this to us right <laughs> yeah go find it right there's a waste of time um and then the then the more stay in the time yeah more stay in the time more stay in the motherfucking yes. time <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my favorite parts of the movie <laughs> Yeah, Mike's over there dancing. He's just Doing thinking about oh, yeah. yo, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, he didn't he wasn't there a rumor that he briefly dated Madonna as well because they worked on some of her music together too for yeah. the um like a prayer album. Probably. I mean, who didn't Madonna date? Like, she's got a weird book. She of, fucking dated Tupac. Yeah. yeah Tupac. I was going to talk about that later. Yeah. And, um, and Alex Rodriguez, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, but she she definitely worked with Prince because I know, um, damn it, I'm not going to get the song title right, but there's mm -hmm. one song or maybe even more I'm on sure Like a Prayer. More. Yeah. Uh, and it's a fantastic song. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, favorite song by Prince, Let's Go Crazy. Okay, I like that. I so because I started digging into like more of his like um like older catalog. Mm. I want to be your lover. It's from like the it's late 70s I want to say, maybe oh. early 80s. Fantastic, fantastic fucking song and it's yeah. just it's yeah. I think that that's probably or I think a second close would be like the whole Batman album that he did that <laughs> I was too. Gonna say yeah. Was it a bat dance. Bat dance was a good one. Bat I mean, dance, but but yeah. all the songs that he did on that album were phenomenal. Yeah, they were really really good. So, but yeah, Prince. That's yeah, that was such a bummer. Definitely, definitely. it was definitely a bummer. I mean, he he still has influence, obviously. Yeah, I people cover him all the time, and How for could you better not? or worse. Yeah. Um, but I I keep it keep an eye out for more music from him. I think it's gonna be coming out soon. You think? Yeah, you know that would make sense though. That would totally make sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, because wasn't there like a dispute though with the um, with the family or something that they weren't going to release it, and then they are going to release it? And well, that Michael Jackson had that problem. Was it Michael Jackson? It was, I think you're thinking him. of Jackson. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, well, and Prince was another one who died from like drug overdose stuff too, like not yeah. intentionally, because he had. I remember reading. Because he wore those damn like platform boots mm -hmm. for so many years, and because of dancing, he was short. well, and he was he was very yeah. short. But then it like gave him hip issues, I think. Oh like, yeah, he had issues with his hips and then his legs, of course, and that's why he was like taking the the painkillers for oh, that okay. stuff. Yeah. So that's what I, I that's what I remember reading um, for him. So it's just it's really it's really a bummer. Yeah, you can go tour Paisley Park now. You know, 
to go up to Minneapolis. Oh, you can. We were in. I was in Minneapolis with the kids, and it was like, and this had been, maybe, uh, what was it? I don't know, two years ago. Okay. So it was probably it was somewhat after his death, but yet you could go tour Paisley Park. And I was going to take the kids, but when I looked at the price, I'm like, oh, they're not going to be into this as much. Sure. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to spend. It was going to end up being over 100 bucks for us to go through it. For all of you guys, though, that's not terrible. Yeah, but we were doing other stuff. We Because okay. we were traveling for my nephew's wedding, so we were just passing through. So there was other things going on. But Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But we'll if you want, go. you can, yeah. I, I'm going to go eventually. Someday I'll go through I it. Would I would love to do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. Oh, Prince. Oh, Prince. Next. George Next Michael. Guy. <laughs> George Michael. I mean, he died on Christmas Day in 2016. That's right. He did. He did. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously, we know I've talked about him before, so it's 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 clear that I was going to talk about him mm-hmm. today, but he, I've just been such a fan since I was so young, and he, I mean, he worked with so many great artists throughout his career. I mentioned yeah earlier aretha franklin Mm -hmm. he did stuff with elton john Mm -hmm. like he just you know the the wham stuff like they were around i think it started i think wham started when i want to say when he was like 19 i want to say because their first album reached number one uh back in 1983 i knew it was like super early 80s but it was 83 and then um (coughs) excuse me but then it came um, to the U.S. Like then, then they started coming over to the U.S. and stuff. And so, like he just, he, I feel like he was influential to a lot of artists just because of, of who he was. And mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reading into it, but I don't <laughs> think that I am. He had um, so he and Wham were together. I want to say that they split in like '86. I think it was. Um, because his solo career started, I remember that in 87, it started, um, because that's when the faith album dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, but then they also mentioned, of course, like his, his, um, Aretha Franklin, I knew you were waiting for me. Cause that like, that's really like the mark of his solo career. Yeah. Cause the song careless whisper was a wham song. It wasn't George Michael. It it was, was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't his solo stuff. It was, but every single song though, he sang on all those songs. Like, I don't think, I don't know that Andrew originally who was his partner, right. like his musical partner in Wham. I don't even know that he sings. I know that he very badly played I don't guitar. know much about Wham, so. Yeah. I, I'm sure maybe he was just producer or something for the most part. I, you know, I don't know. He might have he might have played like instruments or something because they met up in 81 in the UK. So I just, but I, no offense, Andrew, originally, I don't really <laughs> care so much about you, but they, you know, they met up and then. You know, George broke away and he went solo. Andrew Ridgely was fine with it, though, because it didn't sound like he really wanted to continue yeah. being in the music industry. If I if I recall, I think he started doing car racing or some shit like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so George Michael, he had a really vibrant career all throughout the 90s. Like he really did up until <laughs> the scandal that happened. Wait, um, what, what, what was that? Do you you don't remember? No, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. He he got busted for giving head to a guy in a bathroom. As people do. As people do. But what I loved is I can't remember the name of the song that he came back and did a parody of it. It was they were all dressed up and the wall turns and it's like these bedazzled urinals. <laughs> They're all dancing in the, like in the bathroom and it was hysterical because he poked fun at himself. Yeah, you know he he totally poked fun at himself. 
Um, but he had so many great songs. Like he had Freedom 90. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Faith, of course. Like we know that. Um, I remember the Freedom 90 video, though, because that was when this was also at a time in his life. He was one who really did not like the spotlight. And he was very, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but he just didn't like the spotlight so much. So he didn't want to be featured in his videos anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why he started doing that. So like a lot of I I think the album was um Listen Without Prejudice. That's the name of the album. It was released in 90 and that's when I don't think he was in any of the videos for that album if I'm not mm, mistaken. I think it was behind the camera for all of it. But the the Freedom 90 video, it was all the supermodels at the time. You had Naomi yeah. Campbell. Yeah. You had um Linda Evangelista, Chrissy Turlington, Cindy Crawford, like I you know it was a pretty iconic video and still is like when people. Yeah, I vaguely remember it, but yeah. Yeah, it was a great video. Um, but then um, he did. I remember this. He performed at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in 92. Oh, OK. Yeah. I remember that he did it because he did someone to somebody to love. Yeah. I remember that. Um that would be perfect for him too. Oh, it's, oh if you've never that. heard the version of him, I would love that to song, hear that. Yeah, that would be right up his alley. Check it out for sure because yeah. he did it. He totally did it justice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he died on Christmas Day of 2016. Hmm. He um, he had some substance abuse problems for a long time. Like the, his last arrest was in 2010 for drug related offenses. So like hmm. for what even that long ago, really? I mean, not no, like yeah. when you think about it, it really wasn't, but he was trying to get clean and he was trying to do shit, you know? And, um, but he started getting like, he started getting sick in, in like 2011. I think it was mm. like, like he had chest pains and stuff like this and whatever. But when he wound up passing away, um, his partner, it's just so fucking heartbreaking. Um, his partner, Fadi Fawaz, found him, just passed away in bed, and he died from, like, heart failure. Hmm. So, yeah. And he was only he was only 52 years old. Yeah. He was very young at yeah. the time. So, yeah. So, have you, have you checked out the playlist yet, The our Spotify playlist? I did. So, I did. I don't have Spotify as, like, an app on my phone, okay. but I saw the list that you put together, and I was very happy with okay, good. the list. I, I added a few just so we had some content like, originally. Yeah, um, I like it. Here's the funny thing. So, I listened to the playlist. I'm like, I just want to hear how this sounds together. Sure. Every time Wham or George Michael comes up, I'm like, you fast eh, forward. skip. <laughs> I know it's but, not everybody's thing, but yeah. it's, it's – I like And I you did, did put job. on your, your – uh, Nirvana cover, the Tori Amos Nirvana cover. I saw that you did that too. I was like, I know he I like had to put struggled it on. with the finger. But you know what's shaking. crazy? The uh, Miley Cyrus's Jolene is not on Spotify. It's not. No, there was another one. Um, Rachel Yamagata was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike just gave the big thumbs down to Miley Cyrus's yeah. cover of Jolene. Um, there was another one that wasn't on there. So, oh, the pink uh, about me and Bobby McGee. Oh, that's not on there too. Yeah, yeah. And I was really <laughs> upset that that one was not. On Spotify. Huh. I don't know if she ever actually recorded that. I think it was just a performance. It might have just been a performance like a, thing. I, th- yeah. I thought that it was. A, maybe it's not a single, though. But, um, yeah, Rachel. I knew Rachel was on there. Yeah. Because um, when I used to, like, do Spotify, like, okay. Rachel, I had her stuff on there. So, yeah, if you ever have any questions of which ones to add on there, totally let me know. Because, you know. The, I, I had to skip. And I'm like, oh, George Michael again. I, skip. <laughs> I do like Fast Love. I believe that's on there. Fast Love's a good song. Um, Praying for yeah. Time is beautiful. Yeah. 
It's one of my but, favorites. But uh, yeah, the Wham and Freedom ninety. I'm like, eh, all right. Next. <laughs> That's okay, guys. I'll make Matt listen to it at one point. I'm telling I you, I listened though. to it the first time around, but it, <laughs> subsequently, I'm like, nah. If they have the somebody to love that he did at Wembley, totally add that. I'm gonna write that down. I'm t- I'm gonna try to remember. <laughs> it's really, really, really good, and like even his stuff that he did with Elton John. Um, that's also really, really, really good too. So, yeah. I'm writing down. I know Matt, Matt's Matt's writing. writing stuff. I feel like we could go on for hours okay. about this stuff too. Um, so I'm gonna let you kind of close it up with one more if you're good with that. Yeah, I got one more at least here. Um, because I, I was trying to grab different genres of music a little bit here. Yeah, if um, you want to even just quickly like go through, like I don't want to rush you and be a jerk, but if you even want to just quickly go through the few that you've got. Well, I, just, I think eh, it's just one. Oh, okay. I think it's just one left. Okay. Um, it might be a lengthy story. No, that's I'll try, fine. I'll try to cut no, it down no. A bit. Please, um, it's fine. But I think I think we got to talk about Tupac and Biggie. I love that though. Okay, because I had that on my list of people to talk okay. about as well. Even though, again, like I, you know, outside of whatever we kind of determined, but yeah. we've talked about some pretty like recent ones. Anyway, so it's gonna be a little bit more focused on Tupac, just kind of where the story goes. But because it's, it's Matt's preference, who he likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's okay, though. Well, it's kind of here's the thing. It's like, you know, people consider both of them one of two of the greatest rappers of all time. Sure. Um, Tupac had many albums. Biggie had two. Um, I guess I didn't realize that. Okay. His career was pretty short. He came in. So Tupac already had a career going by the time the two of them met. Okay. And I think most people know by now that they were really good friends. They were. So yeah. Tupac really acted as like a mentor for Biggie. So they met through a drug dealer. Um, oh, they did. <laughs> they did, yeah. So like Biggie like reached out to this drug dealer that knew Tupac um when he was in Cali and they got introduced. Oh my gosh. And they be- they became friends like right away. And so when anytime Tupac came over to New York, he would visit he would go like in a limo and go visit Biggie to wherever really? he was and go and just hang out with him in his crib. And oh my gosh. So they were they knew each other well. Okay. And eventually um Eventually, you know, Biggie got his own career going and he, with the help of Tupac. Um, and okay. He really, he. And Poop Daddy. Thanks to Poop Daddy, Poof, too. Yeah, Puff Daddy. <laughs> well, here's the here's the funny Sorry. thing. So before, like, uh, Biggie put out any music, put out his first album, he talked to Pac and he's like, hey, I don't know if my, my career is going to be so set with this guy. Because Puffy, at the time, oh. worked for another record company and started his own. So Bad, Bad, Boy, Boy, was, yeah. Bad Boy was brand new. Nothing was going on yet. Okay. And so he was really worried. He's like, I don't know if my career is going to take off with this guy. I don't know. This guy is just a nobody right now. Oh, shit. And Tupac literally said, he's like, stay with him. He's going to make you a star. Really? So, so yeah. So he did. And there, there goes his career. It just skyrocketed. I, it totally did. It just yeah. took off immediately. Um. Yeah. So uh, what else? Use oh, yeah. Big, yeah. Biggie's like slept on Tupac's couch when he, whenever he went to California. I did in, not in know that. And everything. Um, but yeah, and then uh, what happened after that? Oh, then so kind of the, the story is to where it goes to where they become enemies, right? Okay. So Biggie's recording his album. This is 1994. Okay. Okay, so Biggie's like in, in Quad, what's it called? Quad Recording Studio. And okay. they're recording his album. And Tupac comes is coming to the recording studio. Okay. And he sees uh, Little C's. Okay, who's one of Biggie's, you know, buddies, part of Junior Mafia. Okay. And he sees him, and he's like, oh, Pac, come on up. Biggie's up here recording. And so Pac goes into the studio, and then he sees two guys that are 
um, standing there and they're in like some type of like camo type gear and everything. But that's kind of like this was the style, I guess, back then. Sure. So he's like, oh, whatever. He's probably part of Biggie's crew or whatever. And these guys um, are the ones that ends up they end up um, there's like a struggle. OK, the guns are pulled out. Tupac pulls out his gun. They shoot Pac twice. I think it was twice. And um, so then Tupac goes on from that point. He's like, you know, thinking he thought that he was set up. He thought he was set up and he thinks it's Biggie's behind it all. And that's where the like the animosity started oh. between these two guys, where they started hating each other. And the whole time, like people are asking Biggie about it, and he's like, "I had nothing to do with this," you know. And Pac's like, "No, revenge, blah blah blah." Yeah. So, and it's interesting because like his music kind of takes a turn for me a little bit around that time. That's what I thought too, because he was pissed off about the stuff going on. Yeah. Right? So if yeah. you think about like his album, so um, some of the songs he had a song called "Keep Your Head Up." Yeah. You know, positive Love that song. song. I get around. You know, so there's some of the still had dirty lyrics and some of them still had you know gangster rap overtones Elements, behind it sure. but it wasn't um it wasn't like when it came out like california love and some of those other ones like two of america's most wanted and you know much there was much more rage right in, in that double album you know Ugh. and that's kind of when it all turned okay and uh tupac went to jail for um allegedly like uh like a gang rape type thing that's when he was dating madonna at the time because she wrote to him or he wrote to her when he was in jail yeah and should knight oh. was writing to him as well okay and so that's kind of where that turned to when he was in jail suge knight started writing to him and pop was writing back like hey help me get out of jail oh. and everything and um there was another guy called haitian jack that was kind of like involved in this and he was part of like this gang rape thing charge Jesus. and they ended up like basically like setting up Pac, and that's why he ended up in jail and this guy haitian jack took off including the girl with haitian jack oh. that they left together so everyone's kind of like oh did he did, was he really a part of this right you know so no one really knows people like think oh this thug yeah he was but wow they, it almost seems like they set him up so he does a year and a half in prison he gets out on a $3 million bail. Then Me Against the World is released. Okay. Um, then then the Source Awards. Was that the one where Snoop Dogg came on and started talking shit about the East Coast or whatever? First Shug. Okay, first Shug. Okay. They won an award. They came up, and he starts he starts just like dissing Puffy. Yes, because like, if y'all want to be, be videos, yeah, if you want to be in the videos, yeah. you know, get a producer that's going to be not in the videos and everything. You want to be a real artist, come to death row. That's right. That was his whole thing. That's and right. And then like they show like Puffy and Biggie sitting in the audience. There's like, whatever. Right. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> and then Snoop Dogg comes out because the Source Awards, this was hosted in uh, in New York. It was in New York. I think it was yeah. in Madison Square Garden. Right? Um, no, the Paramount. Yeah, Madison Square Garden, Paramount Theater. Okay. So it was in New York. And then Snoop and Dre or something won an award. And Snoop's up there. You ain't got no love for the West Coast. No, yeah. yeah. For death, he said, you ain't got no love for death row. That's what it was. Okay. Um, because, they, I mean, at the time, they were huge. Right. Um, and so then I, I, I remember watching this. I remember watching this, and too. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. So then they have the whole East Coast, West Coast battle. And everyone's fighting with each other. Meanwhile, people are they're still selling albums. Right. Like crazy. You know? And then um, what comes after that? Then the Mike Tyson fight. Oh, the one in Vegas, right? The one in Vegas. Yep. So to kind of set this up a little bit, there was a Crip who robbed one of Suge Knight's, I think, bodyguards. For those who don't know what Crips are, they are gang people. It is a gang. Yeah, Bloods and Crips. (laughs) 
So this guy, I guess, robbed one of Suge Knight's like um, bouncers or um, bodyguards or something like oh, that. I don't shit. know why the guy needed a bodyguard. It's huge. <laughs> um, and so they see this guy in the lobby after the t- Tyson fight, and they just beat the shit out of the guy. Oh, wow. So then Suge and Pac get in the car, and they're driving. And then someone comes up alongside him, and then that's how Pac dies. He gets shot on a drive-by, and they take off. Okay. And Shug gets, like, I think he just got, like, a flesh wound or something like that. Nothing bad. Yeah. So some people debate, you know, was this a setup to kill Pac? Sure. Um, by Shug? Was it Biggie? Oh, I never Who was it? about that. Um, and so no one's really 100% sure. Some people think it was this Haitian Jack guy. Really? Um, yeah. So there's a lot of theories around it. I think most people land. There's a documentary that's out right now, and they kind of land on it um, being this this gangbanger um, who no one can find anymore. <laughs> um, there's There was a cop that was doing the investigation, and he has a number of theories, but he's like, this is probably my strongest theory. Sure. Um, and a lot, so a lot of the public are kind of like, was it the cops that set him up? Because he gave, you know. Oh. He was such a, you know, bad influence and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the guy who did the investigation, I guess kind of they just left it on the table and like no one's really solved it. Um, Jeez. But I guess this guy's real reputable. He solved a bunch of cases before and he's got, you know, there's like five different theories. And he's like, this is the strongest one. Wow. They haven't really done anything with it. Um, so that was 1996 when Tupac was shot. Okay. Um, and then... The notorious B.I.G. was a year later. That's right. It was 97 because I remember we were seniors yeah. when he died. Yeah, it was crazy because like a year later and all of a sudden he gets shot too. And he he got shot, wasn't it, in New York he got shot? Um, it was after the Soul Train Music Awards. Okay. Um, I believe that's New York as well. Yep. So the, the there was an after party. And that's right. It got shut down by the cops at like 1230 a.m. Okay. And so Biggie got in a truck. And they were st- uh, they were stopped at a red light, and the Chevy Impala pulls up. Ugh. Now get this. So the guy um, that shot him, mm-hmm. this is the, the description um, that he was wearing a blue suit, a bow tie. <laughs> he had a nine millimeter blue steel, a blue colored steel pistol that he shot him with. This is that's a very specific. Yeah, <laughs> that's like super specific. Yeah. And he shot shot him four times. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So Biggie's career only went from 93 to 97. Wow. And did they, now, is there theories? Do they know? Do they have an idea for whoever this person was who I, killed him? Again, I think that there's a lot of theories out there, but the, there's it's not closed. There's still open <sighs> cases. And I think there's, I think that description is more, um, has come to light recently. Like people are like, oh yeah, here's the description of the guy or whatever. Or they have they there's a lot of new evidence that's coming out. That's why this documentary that's really? out there right now. They're like this documentary has the answers, and so that's I think you know there may there may be a case solved in the next year. I mean I hope so because every time that I see Biggie Chris Christopher Wallace right yeah, Christopher Wallace. every time I see his mom Mrs. Wallace talk about him yeah and in interviews they just get these even like Tupac's family just get answers for these people because I think it was like. The shit storm that happened between mm-hmm. those two, I don't think that Biggie set him up. I don't believe that. I think maybe somebody in his crew set Tupac up because they didn't like him or whatever it was. But, you know, you can't blame. It. It's just it's such a sad story 
just because they were such good friends that happened and then one dies one year and then one dies the following year it's just yeah. very very sad it's it's interesting too just how like I almost feel like Pac went off the deep end. I think so, and too. And just, like, started ha- – I, I think Suge was in his ear too much. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big part of it where he, he just wanted to start something to sell records. That's what I think, too. Because Tupac was already established. Mm-hmm. He was in movies, Poetic Justice. Yes. He was. He had this amazing career going. Yeah. And some a few things went south for him, and it's like it turned into a whole thing right. you know, a couple more years later. Spinning out of control completely. Where, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you got this friend over on the East Coast, Notorious B.I.G., who's blowing up up right now mm-hmm. and we can make a thing out of this well th- oh sorry go on i was gonna say i think suge knight really pushed the east coast west coast thing oh i 100 percent believe that yeah. and i mean you see the scumbag now he's in jail for fucking murder mm-hmm. so i maybe he did have something to do behind it too because he thought he was going to cash in yeah. on tupac dying I, that's a theory it's he, possible yeah. i mean whoever this Per, like this gangbanger, Suge could have been behind that too. Yeah, you never look know. how many records have come out after Pac's passing. That's exactly. There's and like more the f- records out than when he than was when alive. He was alive. Or even the hologram tour that they did with oh him. Oh God, that whole this thing. This is so fucking oh. stupid. But yeah, like th- another way to make money on this yeah. man's passing. So it's yeah, it's wow. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that one up. That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. It's just yeah, wow. I always I, I remember to, I remember us being in high school when that happened though I totally totally it was remember funny. like so I, I was so into rap at the time people were like coming up to me and be like oh are you sad that Pac died are you crying I'm like <laughs> like, fuck I'm you. like I'm not like friends with the guy and, like, right <laughs> we don't know? we're not like we I never listen to other out. stuff I was listening to Petty back then too so <laughs> exactly. I mean exactly on. yeah I think this is I, I this is always just such an interesting topic when when um rock stars if you will die right um now when i'm i want to make sure that we just briefly mention and then we can close out a couple of other notable ones in the last few Mm -hmm. years scott weiland from stone temple pilots oh my gosh yeah yeah yes um chris cornell chris cornell Uh and then um i always get his name wrong what's the guy um Uh oh Uh oh it was after chris cornell and he committed suicide. Also. Chester Bennington. That's it. Thank you, Chester Bennington. Um, now I don't think Ch- I don't think that Chester Bennington ha- was suffering with in a like substance abuse, but I know Chris Cornell was on mm-hmm. some meds when he took his life. Um, Scott Weiland. We all unfortunately know that that tragic history with him. He was he was such a talented man, but he was so riddled with drug abuse. Um, yeah, those I wanted to just make sure that I mentioned a couple more of those because I just I they were definitely worth mentioning, I think. Um, I know I think Matt's verifying. There, no, there was something I wanted to look up because I wanted to mention it since you mentioned Chester Bennington. Yeah. Um, oh shoot, it's in my playlist. There's <laughs> so there's a song that they strip down all the background and just have him singing. Okay. And. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. And it's in my playlist. I don't know if I can find it quick enough. Um, something light. Okay. But uh, uh, I'll post it. I'll post I it was going to say, yeah, when you when you can find it, post it to the page so people can listen to it also. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm glad that we talked about this topic. I mean, we could have we dove into so many more things. Oh, yes. I found Matt it. raises his I hand. I found it. It's called One More Light. 
Okay. It's a Linkin Park song, but they stripped everything down. It's just his vocals. It's beautiful. I'll have to check it out. Yes, absolutely. I'll have to check Anyways, it out. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good topic that we talked about. We could go on for days talking about all of the people who passed away. Yeah. I mean, it's just the list. Just well, that was sad. the thing too. It's like just deciding who we're going to talk about was difficult. It's very tough because it's like, oh man, I'm sure we'll talk about this again. Well, you know? I, and I think it's something that yeah, like we can continue to pepper in just because it's like the list. I mean, it is. I referred to like a Wikipedia page that has the list of all of the like the notable mm-hmm. rock deaths, if you will, yeah. um, from like the 2010s. That was the one that I looked at. It is fucking massive. Yeah, it is massive. Like I forgot Natalie Cole died a few years ago. Like I, I did too. Yeah, Thank you. like I just yeah. I'm so sad now. Is it, yeah, like reviewing <laughs> this stuff. I'm like, holy shit, Tommy Page. Yeah, he was a he was a. He, I don't want to call him a teeny bopper, but like he was. Um, an artist when I was a teenager and I really liked his stuff and he he suffered from depression and he took his life and it just it's yeah kind of a bummer topic but it's cool all right well let's let's land on something a little bit happier yes you've now just listened to another episode of journey to the middle this is true so that's great so you should that's be great. happy about that so that's great and if you're <laughs> if this episode bummed you out go listen to a different episode yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and stay tuned for episode seven because i think it'll be a better pick me up it'll probably be a shorter episode than this one maybe for we'll sure. find out we'll see we'll see but uh, um but yeah thanks for listening check out the facebook page journey to the middle email us at any rock stars you want to talk about yeah. let us know let us right? know I, th- I mean, you guys should let us know. And the email, it's uh, journey to the middle at gmail.com. The Gmail. The, the Gmails. Um, but yeah, definitely follow the Facebook page for sure. Cause like, share, share it with people yeah. you know. Review though, too. Like, yes. I thank you guys who have voted or, or not voted, but rated us on iTunes. It's very appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess we're signing off now. I'm Matt. I'm Dana. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. We will. Uh, We'll hear from you soon, I guess. Yeah, stay golden, pony boy.